Hi, my name is Roger Yates. I'm an ethical vegan from Dublin, Ireland, originally from Yorkshire, England. You can Google me on, on human non-human relations. You're listening to the superb coexisting with non-human animals. I know the human being and fish can coexist peacefully. Vegetarian. Vegan. Yeah, well. Let's get it right. You used the word animals, but I suppose what you should have said is non-human animals. Welcome to episode sweet 16 of Coexisting with Non-Human Animals. I'd like to talk about an Australian holiday, aptly named Australia Day. Just to be clear, I'm a New Zealander, we are not part of Australia, no matter how much Australia wishes it could steal our best actors and pavlova, a meringue-type dessert made by beating egg whites. Australia and New Zealand have grappled since the dawn of time. Who came up with the crusty white blob? It's known as the national food of both countries. Wikipedia is currently saying New Zealand seems to be the origin, although Wikipedia is easy to correct. Frankly, I never liked pavlova, or pav as it's often called, and I don't miss it now that I'm vegan. I have two good friends to include later on, Sam Tucker, a fellow New Zealand vegan, and Francis Glass, an Australian vegan who was interviewed by Elizabeth Collins on NZ Vegan Podcast episodes 34 and 35. I've mentioned before, world famous in New Zealand, a feeling that what New Zealand has to be proud of is often not known outside the country. We have a related issue where we feel our best things get stolen by larger countries, especially Australia. On both sides of the Tasman, Australia and New Zealand mention this in advertising. It seems that Australia and New Zealand ads are more laid back than many other countries. I'm only mentioning our supposed rivalry, as it's mentioned in many of our ads. I've been to Australia and love the country and its people. I wish New Zealand and Australia could be closer. We have similar cultures, and the land itself complements each country. New Zealand is beautiful, with more rain and greenery, and Australia is beautiful because of how hot it is, with the arid outback and sandy beaches. We jest, but it's only playful, as in these ads. Here's some food for thought, New Zealand. In 1926, the great Farlap was born down in mighty Timaru. Less than a year later, Australia claimed him for themselves. Now he's their national icon. The cheeky sods also stole your favourite band, Dragon in the 70s, Split Ends in the 80s and Crowded House in the 90s. The politically correct stole Bull Rush and the Swiss took off with Kooten Butterworth. Let's face it, everyone's always stealing your stuff and that's why you need to insure yourself, New Zealand. And who better to do that than NZI? Farlap was a famous racehorse who was born in New Zealand but raced in Australia. Both countries have claimed him. When he died, parts of his body were kept in Australia. I believe they have his hide and his abnormally large heart. And I've seen his skeleton in what looks like a large fish tank at Tapapa the National Museum of New Zealand. Farlap is mentioned in the Australia Day ads. One of our famous ads about being 100% pure and 100% green was parodied in Australia that sure, New Zealand is beautiful, 
lush and green with mountains and lakes and streams and green forest. But we have zero air force, zero navy, zero army to protect it, and that Australia could just waltz on down and claim the lot. Australia loves a day off. Anzac Day, Labor Day, the Queen's birthday, we love them all. But there are many public holidays in the back half of the year. So this Saturday, we're going to war with New Zealand. It'll be over by lunchtime. And to celebrate, the whole country gets Monday off. And then, every year, we can crack a beer to mark the day we smashed the Kiwis. Usual, the New Zealand invasion. Time to get to the point of this episode. I'm mentioning Australia Day because of a series of ads by Meat and Livestock Australia, MLA, who promote eating lamb on Australia Day as the thing real Australians do. To not eat lamb is said, in the ads, very bluntly, to be un-Australian. I'm not making that up. I've found these ads to be annoying as they fuel a culture both here and in Australia about being a bloke. Meat, barbecues, beaches, shorts, sports, beer and being unpolitically correct and blaming greenies for everything that's wrong with the world. The ads do have some somewhat funny lines and I'm not demanding they be pulled. That would only make us look annoying, as if the stereotype of the bossy vegetarian or vegan were true. Perhaps the best way to combat these sorts of ads is to show the world that vegans are not tree-hugging greenies and that we are all shapes and sizes, that athletes and real men can and are vegan. Australia Day itself has been protested in recent times, with some groups calling it Invasion Day, meaning when the Europeans arrived in the country. I'll let my Australian friend Francis explain this better soon, as he knows more about it than I do. Apparently these ads are fairly well known in Australia, as they come out just before Australia Day each year. The ads mostly mention events that happened in the year, and how these would have been better if only Australians ate more lamb. One of the things that jumps out is when Helen Clark, at the time Prime Minister of New Zealand, is mentioned. We're told she looks like a man. I'll play the ads I have, starting at the most recent 2010 version, as it were played on No Agenda. I wanted to uh, give a little shout-out to uh, the boys and girls down under. Not only do we have a lot of listeners slash producers in, in the lowlands, but also in Gitmo Nation down under. Um, I guess this is kind of a tradition. Every year they have one of the uh, Australian rules footballers, which isn't quite the same as rugby, I think. No, no, it's a, it's a much more complicated game. It's, yeah. it's actually quite highly entertaining. It's a, a very, well, Australia in general is entertaining. And by the way, I'm going. I, John, you and I are going. We're going to Australia. I don't, I don't, this year. We should just go. Are you game, right? Yeah, I've always wanted to go to Australia as long as I don't have to go to Perth. Perth is beautiful. <laughs> and, and, you know, and prostitution is legal in Sydney. Yeah. Let's go this weekend. <laughs> so they uh, they have the uh, I guess the lamb council because you know they got a lot of lambs, a lot of sheep, a lot of lambs, and uh, they want people to you know it's they want people to eat it because it's good food. So they get one of these uh, Australian rules football players, uh, and they made a commercial. I just want to play the commercial because it's kind of funny. It gets really good at the end. And so uh, the guy's obviously reading from a script, but it's a beautiful fake set. I presume it's looking like the. The, the United Nations 
you know, Big Brother-esque, and he's got big screens up on the wall of him, and he's doing this speech. And he wants uh, the United Nations to declare January 26th as International Australia Day in his so-called 2010 address. Uh, but he really, I, I really like some of the memes he's pushing out there. My fellow Australians and the rest of you, mankind is facing a pandemic that threatens its very existence. Un-Australianism. As a planet, we're not eating enough lamb. So he's in, in Chinese, he says, for example, a billion Chinese people not eating chops with their chopsticks. Chu Yang Pai. Consequently, un-Australian behavior is rife worldwide. In my own region, rugby league teams touring New Zealand would do a lot better if they shared lamb cutlets in their hotel rooms instead of what's on offer at the pub. And why can't English speakers pronounce Turkey air properly? Fancy calling a proud nation Turkey. What a load of Istanbul. People of the world. It's time to focus on what truly unites us. Lamb! What do Iraq and Barack have in common? Iraq in their name. Is there anyone in the Middle East who doesn't love a lamb feast? We could revive peace talks and bring everyone back to the table by renaming the holy city Jerusalem. <laughs> and as anyone that's had a curry in Pakistan knows, Islamabad? Of course it bloody well isn't. So the message is clear. Our world would be a better place if we were more Australian. If we all came together as mates over a lamb barbie, just like we do down under. Which is why I'm asking the United Nations to declare January the 26th, International Australia Day. A day when every citizen of the world throws some chops on the grill and proudly proclaims, Ich bin ein Barbecue. That should just about get me the Nobel Peace Prize next year. So don't be un-Australian. Eat lamb on International Australia Day. You know it makes sense. I'm Sam Ketovich. I think that, I think that's good. It is pretty funny. I like Lots it. of puns. Islamabad? I bloody well think not. <laughs> <laughs> this is what I mean. We got to go there, man. This is humor. I'm glad this stuff can still make it on the air. In America, it would be like, oh, you can't do that. You can't say that about these countries. Oh, yep. Jerusalem. Oh, you, you uh, Zionist. As <laughs> Jerusalem. So um, we were it's racist, man. That's racist. It's racist, dude. Totally racist. My fellow Australians, the world economy is rooted, and it's all due to one thing: un-Australianism. Wall Street wankers and bottom-feeding billionaire bankers stuffing their wallets at the expense of battlers. It's about as un-Australian as it gets. Sadly, Australia is not immune. We've been seduced by 48-month interest-free internet fridges that are smarter than the average stockbroker. Our Olympians sold themselves. Flogging undies and waterproof laptops while the Brits were flogging us on the medals table. And how can you splurge 130 million on a three-hour movie called Australia and not spend one cent on showing a lamb Barbie? What a load of bulldust! We need to return to the egalitarian values that made Australia great and body in our national dish, the barbecued lamb chop. A chop tastes the same in a designer outfit as it does in stubbies and thongs. Which reminds us, you don't need to be an overpaid pen-stripe parasite from a millionaire's factory. To be truly happy, you just need a chop and a cold one. The short-selling, rogue-trading corporate crooks may disagree with me, but they can go jump. And if they don't know the way, I'll push them in the right direction. So the message is clear. The only rescue package we need is wrapped in butcher's paper and filled with nice, juicy lamb chops, because there's only one way to beat the credit crunch. Munch lamb! Not just me, I need every Australian, the whole bloody lot of you, taking up the tongs and being Sam Kekovich. Can we change things if we all unite as a nation? Yes, we can! So don't be un-Australian. Serve lamb on Australia Day. You know it makes sense. We're Sam Kekovich!
My fellow Australians, it is my solemn duty to inform you that it's time to abolish Australia Day. Our annual lamb fest hasn't stopped on Australianism racing through the land like horse flew through a Japanese jockey club. For example, if I see another binge-drinking, pill-puffing, powder-sniffing footballer making a tearful television apology, I'll blow a fuse. Australia Day has had its day. We need Australia Week, a seven-day lambathon, to properly celebrate our great nation. Instead of one public holiday, we need seven. Instead of one lamb barbie, we need 21 lamb meal opportunities, not including snacks. Which imbecile thought one day was long enough anyway? Look at the Olympics, Oktoberfest, the Turkish Oil Wrestling Festival. Even APEC gets a week. And that's just a bunch of blokes in funny shirts. Apart from Helen Clark, who does a passable impersonation of a bloke anyway. The placard-waving, police-bashing weed worshippers may protest about it, but it's nothing a few blasts from a water cannon can't fix. They could do with a wash. And if they're still too un-Australian to chomp a few chops with the rest of us, send them to Nauru. The Refugee Processing Centre has plenty of palm trees they can hug. I'll be petitioning our new PM to officially recognise Australia Week. If you still call Australia home, stack the fridge full of lamb. Take the week off and celebrate with me. Any boss that won't let you is a bum. Just chuck a week of sickies instead. What could be more Australian than that? So don't be un-Australian. Serve lamb this Australia week. You know it makes sense. I'm Sam Kekovich. In this election year, Australians are faced with a stark choice. Allow un-Australianism to flourish or take a stand against it before it becomes as prevalent as exposed genitals on a reality television show. I love Australia. Her far horizons, her jewelled sea the Aussie people and our Australian way of life. In the past year, I've travelled all over this wide brown land. I've met a few people, both young and old, and listened to what they had to say. I've seen firsthand the devastation un-Australianism has caused, and frankly, I've had a gutful. The desecration of the Australian flag was bad enough. Imagine if people started burning lamb chops as well. And un-Australianism played a role in the greatest disaster to befall our nation since tofu, the early retirement of our greatest Olympic swimmer. Is there anything more un-Australian than those gold medal hungry Yanks who try to poison a big-hearted Aussie champion with the lure of Hollywood just to stop him racing? It's like far lap all over again. That's the danger of too much LA and not enough LAMB. Our junket-loving, limousine-riding, over-superannuated politicians will bombard you with promises in the coming months. But throwing money at the problem is not the answer. We need to throw lamb at it instead. So men and women of Australia, it's time. It's time for the Australia Day party. Our multi-pronged lamb plan will take tax cuts off the table and dish out lamb cuts instead. Extradite the terrorists who plan gas attacks on the Aussie cricket team in London and put their skills to good use filling barbecued gas bottles. They shouldn't mind the odd explosion. Scrap English tests for migrants. Who cares how they use their tongue? As long as they can use their tongs. Speaking of tests, there's one way to keep the ashes permanently in Australia. Make our own. The ashes from a good lamb barbie are a lot better than some burnt pommy stump anyway. And reduce global warming by finding alternatives to fossil fuels to power barbies. Uranium, for example. Think how many lamb chops a portable nuclear reactor could cook. If the koala suit-wearing, tree-hugging, alfalfa-munching lobby has a problem with that, they can chain themselves to the nearest plane. I hear North Korea's nice this time of year. But governments can't stop un-Australianism alone. A lamb-led recovery has to start at the grassroots, next to the hill's hoist with the Australia Day party. It's a simple concept. On January 26th, all Australians should gather in backyards around the nation, throw some lamb chops on the barbie and have an Australia Day party of their own. My fellow Australians, I have a dream. 
that by Australia Day 2007, no Australian child will be living without a nice juicy lamb chop. And I have a dream that on Australia Day, mung beans and lamb chops can sit together, side by side on the same plate, as long as it's not mine. And I have a dream that lamb can unite Australians of all colours and creeds, even hairy-legged sandal-wearing lentil eaters. So don't be un-Australian. Vote lamb on Australia Day. You know it makes sense. I'm Sam Kekovich. Authorised by D. Thompson for the Australia Day Party, spoken by yours truly. My fellow Australians, incidents of un-Australian behaviour over the past year was enough to make me choke on my lamb chops. And it was all down to one thing, not enough lamb. For example, Australian models holding in Asia would get in a lot less trouble if they carried a couple of lamb chops in their handbags. Lamb could have prevented the buffets perpetrating violence on our beaches. It's bloody hard to bash someone with a cutlet. And we might not have lost the ashes if our cricketers picked up lamb chops instead of mobile phones. Why on earth did they dispatch lurid text messages to English trollops when plenty of Aussie shielders would badly target their middle stump? Yet as mishaps spread across the land like bird flew through a Chinese chicken coop, what were we doing about it? Bugger all. It's time to remind ourselves of what lies at the core of our national identity. A lamb chop and a barbie. Being Australian doesn't mean you have to call the opposition captain a wanker, even if he is. Or smother everything in tomato sauce till it resembles an outpatient in a casualty ward. Or pull on a pair of budgie smugglers. I prefer you didn't. And you don't have to spend every Friday night in the piss till your best friend looks like Alan McPherson. Throw up in a cab, then trip over the garden name before passing out on your front lawn. In fact, to be as Australian as I am, don your apron. Mine says chop gun. Whack some nice juicy lamb chops on the barbie. Invite everyone over. If you can't pronounce their name, just call them mate and celebrate living in the best bloody country on earth. So don't be un-Australian. Serve lamb on Australia Day. You know it makes sense. I'm Sam Kekovich. There's nothing worse than being un-Australian. I should know. I've been Australian all my life. And I'm sickened by the creeping tide of un-Australianism eroding our great traditions. Like our custom of eating lamb on Australia Day. Un-Australianism is everywhere. For example, people wearing those plastic, brightly coloured flip-flop shoes with flowers on them. What's wrong with rubber thongs in simple primary colours? If I hear another person say thong, when they mean those swimming costumes punty Brazilian blokes wear up their bums, I'll do my block. Sadly, the scourge of un-Australianism has even infected our national day. A balanced Australia Day diet should consist of a few nice juicy lamb chops and beer, and perhaps a bit of pavlova for those with a sweet tooth. Yet your long-haired, dull-bludging types are indulging their pierced taste buds in all manner of exotic, foreign often vegetarian cuisine. Chicken burger value meals, pizzas, a number 42 with rice. It's an absolute disgrace. And people ask why we need capital punishment. Do you think the diggers in the trenches were fighting for tofu sausages? No. They were thinking of grabbing a lamb chop off the barbie with their bare fingers, sustaining third-degree burns, then sticking their hands in or relieving Esky to fish out a cold one. Look at our national song, Walsing Matilda. It's about a bloke trying to get a nice bit of lamb into his tucker bag, not spicy chicken wings. The soap-avoiding, pot-smoking, hippie vegetarians may disagree with me, but they can get stuffed. They know the way to the airport, and if they don't, I'll show them, so the message is clear. Even for you backpackers, roll out the barbie, ensure the gas bottle's filled, stack the fridge full of lamb and prepare the invitation list. So don't be un-Australian. Serve lamb on Australia Day. You know it makes sense. I'm Sam Kekovich. The lamb on Australia Day ads have been so popular that there's been response ads, such as one advertising eating chickens on Australia Day and a splendid ad from a vegetarian company. I'll play those now. Chook is an Australian slang word for chicken. I've always hated the word chook. It sounds disrespectful to me. I would never call my chicken friends a chook. Neither would I call a dog a mutt or a cat a moggy. 
My fellow Australians, the world economy may be rooted, but there is a solution, and barbecue lamb chops aren't the answer. Australia's heritage may have ridden on the sheep's back, but that was decades ago. Today's Australia is multicultural, filled with every conceivable flavour and culinary possibility. I love a lamb chop as much as the next chicken, but at prices more expensive than prawns and rivaling lobster, the sad truth in these economic times is taking the humble lamb chop out of the reach of the average Bruce, Kamal, Giuseppe and Tang Lo. Who other than the corporate wankers can afford $39.99 a kilo and half of that fat? Chicken offers a healthy alternative, and at a quarter the price. And of course there wasn't any lamb in Baz Luhrmann's film Australia. Everybody knows Hugh Jackman credits his physique to eating lots of chook. So whether it's plain or tandoori, Italian or Greek, there's only one true way to beat the credit crunch. Join all the real Australians this year. Serve chook on Australia Day. You know it makes sense. And here is the awesome vegetarian ad, although it oddly mentions lamb is fine if you are into that sort of thing, which I find rather odd for a vegetarian product salesman to say. I emailed Adam Curry and John C. Dvorak, and Adam decided to include the clip on episode 168 of No Agenda. Uh, let's wind it up with the counter commercial to the Australia Day lamb commercial. This was sent by our... Uh Jay won't dart our uh, no agenda vegan in residence, and uh, I do think it's kind of funny because remember we played that clip of uh, the Australian football player who said, "Let's make January twenty first Australia Day Lamb Day." You recall? No. Yeah, we played it on the last show. Oh yeah, I remember. So, uh, have have, <laughs> have some more anthrax in your heroin. <laughs> okay, so um, here is. Uh, the commercial against that and it takes an interesting twist at the end as you can imagine my fellow australians last year was tough tough and confusing global warming had us packing an umbrella swimmers and a snowboard just to go and buy a skim chai caramel latte the financial crisis meant that banks went bust people lost money we all got 900 dollars in kevin rudd stimulus and interest rates were up and down like tiger woods's backside in a nightclub car park confusing when the first fleet landed at botany bay captain cook and his poncy cronies had been living on salted meat for ages. They were confused and riddled with scurvy because they didn't eat enough vegetarian burgers. But I can't help but think that if Cook and that wig-wearing florist Joseph Banks had been packing some quality vegetarian goods on board the Endeavour, they might have landed somewhere decent, like Noosa, Sorrento, Margaret River or Bondi Beach, rather than Botany Bay, home to an oil refinery and an airport. There are some people, like our friend Sam, who think that a vegetarian meal is un-Australian and that lamb is the only way to go. Sure, lamb is okay if you like that sort of thing, but is it Australian? Only if New Zealand is a suburb of Sydney and no one told me. Let's stop the confusion, people. Put on some Powderfinger, Mad Max, and chuck a vegetarian sausage on the barbie. And fellas, while you stand around at your Australia Day barbie chewing the fat, literally, remember, women aren't going to be impressed by a bloke and his buffhead mates who tear into the remains of poor old Mary's fluffy little white lamb. They want a sensitive fella, a fella who can tell them how much she reminds them of Carrie from Sex and the City and give them a foot massage at the same time. <laughs> when Kevin Rudd and Penny Wong flew to Copenhagen last year, it wasn't just for those tasty waffle ice cream cones. It was to work out what to do about global warming. And what did they come up with? 
bugger all. I'll tell you the answer to global warming. Less meat. That's right. One of the worst greenhouse gases is methane. And what do you get when cows and sheep fart? Methane. So if we eat less meat, we breed less cows, we breed less sheep, they eat less grass, they fart less, the earth gets cooler. Problem solved. This Australia Day, it's time to stop the confusion and stop global warming. I say let's have a day every week where all we eat is tasty fries, veggie treats. Friday. We won't even have to change the name. It's obvious and you know it. There have been others who have mentioned the linking of meat and Australia Day. The group Animals Australia is offering cruelty-free recipes for you to download. On that page, not once do Animals Australia use the word vegan, although they do have a go veg for 2010 aspiration. I hate the shortened veg and similar words like veggies as if it's so difficult to say vegan or vegetarian or vegetables. I doubt that promoting veganism is the major work of Animals Australia. I have two clips from Good Friends to Play. I asked Francis Glass, an Australian vegan, to help me with this episode. He was featured on episodes 34 and 35 of NZ Vegan podcast, which I hope you'll listen to. I've spent far too much of this episode talking about other things. I'm going to let my friends tell you about Australia Day. Hey Jordan, I guess I'll just go straight into talking about Australia Day and um yeah, okay. Well, for me Australia Day, even though it's promoted as a really, you know, it's a unifying holiday where we're all supposed to come together and we're all supposed to join in on certain events and have barbecues and parties or, you know, whatever. and they you know they say it's a unifying holiday i i really can't see it like that because it it really it it promotes a very homogenous view of australian people really and uh, it's quite isolating especially i mean i think it's isolating for people of most other cultures or people that aren't anyone that's not you know third second or third generation australian I don't think relates all that well to the barbecue um beer drinking image. And I like the in that ad you you hear Sam Kekovich talk about un-Australianism and I think if you're going to you can't really talk about un-Australianism especially if it's if it comes down to what you're eating or how you spend a certain day in summer because it's you know it just promotes sort of um Well, discrimination, and you know, there's one way of being when obviously there's not, particularly in a in a, a country where we are supposed to be and claim to be uh, tolerant and multicultural, which I don't think we are, and a lot of other people don't think we are. And I think if you look at the news and the, the, what's in the media now about um the Indi- the attacks on indian students i don't know if you've heard much about that but there's been a lot of attacks on indian students one actually not very far from my house where a guy was stabbed to death and another one a little bit further away but still in melbourne where a guy was actually burnt alive you know it's pretty scary and a lot of the stuff on refugees and what happens to them in australia it's quite racist really so if I asked to be talking about being tolerant and whatever and saying talking about un-australianism and whatever like I it's a bit ridiculous to me 
and particularly with Australia Day is the problem is that well there's a number of problems with it but one of the main ones is the date which is it celebrates when the first fleet which was a fleet full of convicts basically from Britain uh, they were sent out here and it commemorates the day they landed in New South Wales near Sydney and then from there, the slaughter of the slaughter and genocide of Aboriginal Australians began, which took many different forms. And it, it's really, if you read about it, it's just one of the most disgusting things you can hear about. Um, you can talk about the civil rights movement in America in the '60s, and that was what mostly to to stop segregation in schools and and that sort of thing. In Australia, we only recognised. Aboriginal Australians as persons in the late 60s or early 70s, which is, it's just, it's just sick, really. And the other, yeah, so on Australia Day, you get a lot of ads in the paper talk, and inviting people to become Australian citizens and, you know, enjoy your Australia Day, blah, 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 blah. And in, in the pictures of these events, you all, it's almost totally all the people in these pictures are almost totally white and they're all doing very white Australian things and I don't know if you know much about the white Australia policy but that was around until the 70s as well where you know it was it was basically about immigration and you weren't they were trying to keep Australia very much a white country very much a British a very much a Western white country I mean after the war after World War two Australian, I did this in, in uni last year, I, we were shown a document, an immigration form that you had to fill out, the European people after the war who were actually in Germany had to fill out to come to Australia, and one of the questions on that form was, are you of Jewish descent? It wasn't, there was no, are you of uh, Anglo-Saxon or French or Russian or whatever, it was just, the only question on there really was, are you of Jewish descent? And it was, <laughs> like... It's just, it's, we have such a racist history, and this day, I think, really represents our racist history more than, certainly more than it does our tolerance of other cultures, which arguably we don't really have. We've improved, but, yeah, so I think, I think it's very isolating for a lot of people, this idea of celebrating Australia Day and you know, it's supposed to be about inclusion, but I think in the end it's actually about exclusion. And to the to the extreme is where I come in and how isolated you feel <clears throat> as a vegan in Australia. Because it's, as you probably know, and as most Western co countries are, we're very much a meat-eating meat -eating country and we're also a very, you know, we produce a lot of... Uh, animal products, particularly, they say Australia was built on the back of a sheep. I think you'd probably have something similar with New Zealand because of all the wool. But, you know, now it's, Australia was built on the back of a sheep and now you've got government ads, government endorsed ads, I should say, um, saying, you know, real Australians eat lamb. So now we're eating, we're, we were built on the back of a sheep. I'm not, you know, wool was horrible as well, but now you're actually saying, come on, real Australians eat lamb. It's just, it's just crap. And I have an ad here, which I sent to Jordan, and maybe he'll he can put it on his um, blog. 
and it's just it's just something from the age which is a big newspaper in melbourne it's a half page ad and it's um it's i don't know if, if you've seen the world war Two propaganda posters where it was sort of you know your country needs you and you've got the big muscly uh slightly tanned blonde buff men standing there under a blue sky in a, a sort of battle stance anyway this this picture has got it's your country needs you to barbecue like you've never barbecued before and then you've got three people in that stance with one's holding a packet of sausages one's holding I, I don't even know what the other it's like a steak sort of thing and then lamb chops and it, it's I find this this is quite funny actually because a few years ago they wouldn't have done this but to avoid being seen as uh, unpolitically correct I, get, I think that's probably the only reason they did it they've actually added it there's not just three men it's there's a blonde man and a, a red-haired man and um, a, a dark-skinned woman which is interesting it's it, it's really it's encouraging assimilation in in a sense as well in a, in a in a negative way it's like well you're from a different culture but you should still be doing this and these these ads are from like the Australia Australia Day Commission or whatever and this this Sam Kekovich guy who's who used to be a football player who's up there saying eat real Australians eat lamb I think this this year his ad is he's standing in front of the UN representing Australia I mean come like I'm Australian he's certainly not representing me And anyway, he's been on all the morning shows over here, and he's actually there's photos of him with the Minister for Agriculture, and you know he's endorsed the Eat Lamb campaign, which is all it's funded by Meat and Livestock Australia. It's, it should be, well, it shouldn't exist first of all, but if it is going to exist, it sh it certainly shouldn't be a government thing, because yeah, whatever. Anyway, and obviously with him being a football player, and endorsing that sort of stuff and saying real Australians and he's got a real you know tough voice and he sits there and and you know he talks about hippies and and tofu munches and young kids wearing their pants around their bums and saying how un-Australian it is and blah, blah 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 you've got to be a tough man and have a barbecue and have a beer on Australia Day and think about how great we are so that that's another thing really it's associating and Jordan you mentioned this to me in one of your messages, it it's again perpetuating that sort of um, masculinity is a part of masculinity. Part of being male is that you have to eat meat, which is obviously a joke. Well, it's not. It's farcical, I guess you would say. And I know just from just from my experience, really, that when you tell someone that you're uh, well, when I, even when I went vegetarian. A long time ago, well, a few years ago, um, you it's it's you get labelled all sorts of things. It's a, it's a pussy thing to do. It's you're a poofter or you're a fag or whatever. You know, like be a real man, eat some steak. And this this ad and this that ad in the paper and the Sam Kekovich ad and the whole Australia Day thing is it it just perpetuates that kind of thing. I mean, like I said, the in the in the ad in the paper, you've got the, the Australian hero people getting ready to go to war, but instead of guns, they're carrying 
they're carrying lamb or steak or sausages. So you're saying you're really saying that you know, true Australians they have to eat meat, and they have to eat a lot of meat, and it's an Australian thing to do. And if you don't, then you know you're you're as bad as the people that were didn't want to. You know, eating meat becomes a patriotic thing, and if you don't eat meat, you are you're un-Australian, like Sam Kekovich says. And I think the most offensive part of it for me is just the fact that it's on television and it's in the paper. And not only is it, it not only is it allowed to be there, advertising, you know, the absolute horrors that go with meat and obviously it's in this case it is just meat but that goes with all animal agriculture that's it's disgusting that, that can even be advertised in the first place and that we have to be confronted by that and that it goes on at all but the fact that it can be endorsed by the government that it can be all over the television saying not only that you can do it but that you should and that you must in order to be a, a good citizen I mean that, that that sort of thing can go unchallenged Really, is just absolutely. I, I, I just want to go and hide under, hide under, uh, hide under a rock, until we've come a lot further. Alternatively, we just keep working very hard and try and obtain animal liberation and a vegan world. And I like last year, me and Animal Liberation Youth and like whoever other people that are involved in that, we started a campaign called Slap the Butcher, and that stemmed from the same thing really, about, you know, you walk down the street and you sit, you're confronted with a, an actual shop called Butcher, like the fact that that can be there is just, it's just, it's beyond me, and the fact that people can think of it as normal, it's one thing to have the actual products, but when you're talking about, when something is so obvious as being called a butcher, or a rib, that the actual products are called ribs and legs, and I'll, you know, I'll have a, a leg of lamb, or I'll have a, you know, a rump steak. It, it's just so, the fact, it just shows that really, I think, we are still so at the beginning, because there isn't any, there is not any major force out there saying, you know, coming out and being explicitly clear that it's this whole thing with animals and with all animal products is absolutely unethical and absolutely immoral and it needs to stop. Instead what we have is the, you know, well, we understand that um, people want to do it and we're not trying to force anybody, so just treat them better. Just have, you know, more humane conditions, etc, etc. So what we really need, I think, I hope next year there's a lot more fuss about this this Sam Kekovich ad and all the Australia Day lamb ads, and there's a yeah there's a lot more fuss about it, and you know a a, a reasonable vegan opposition to this absolute crap that is force fed to the Australian population. Anyway, thank you very much, Jordan, for having me on, and I hope you. Um, do well with the podcast and yeah peace i'm really glad that francis could be on my show along with my next guest they've really made this episode great i'm going to post the picture francis sent me on my blog 
coexisting with nonhumananimals.blogspot.com. I also have a great clip from my good friend Sam Tucker of Food for Thought, his radio show. You can find Sam at fftradio.wordpress.com. Hi Jordan, it's Sam Tucker here. I'd like um, to talk about this Australian Day thing, uh, in particular the advertisements that say things like uh, be Australian, eat lamb on Australia Day. Um, I think there are two main uh, issues that this is trying to convey. One is a sense of uh, patriotism, and the other is a sense that it's sort of manly to eat meat. Um, I'll start with talking about uh, this supposedly manliness of eating meat. First of all, exploiting and killing those who are weaker than you is not manly. That's just pathetic. This idea that it's okay merely to fit a gender stereotype is no different than the idea that it's okay to beat your partner because you perceive that as manly. No one should ever change themselves or their ethics to fit a gender stereotype. Uh, These stereotypes are almost always uh, incorrect and immoral. Um, I'd also like to talk about um, patriotism. Uh, Patriotism can be a really dangerous thing. Um, Patriotism can convince a lot of people to do unethical things that they wouldn't normally do. For example, uh, war. Uh, We've all probably seen um, the World War II propaganda posters, you know, fight for your country. Um, Again, I don't think anyone should ever change themselves or their ethics merely to fit a stereotype of what it means to be Australian. Uh, most, I think most countries have a problem with this. I mean, I've been asked before why I'm against New Zealand culture for being, being vegan. I mean, it's not that I'm against the culture, I'm just against killing and exploiting animals. You can still be uh, proud of New Zealand in a lot of ways without being proud of our farming background. I'm sure a similar argument was uh, once made to keep slaves, that it was part of our culture, or um, it was un-Australian or un-American or un-whatever to um, be against slavery. However, that is no excuse. No culture is perfect, and there's always room for improvement in every culture. And the minute that we um, think that our culture is perfect is the minute that we stop progressing forwards. In conclusion, people should live in line with their ethics and you should never let your culture or a gender stereotype stop you from uh, being who you are and living an ethical life. I thank Sam very much for his wonderful contribution. He said everything I could have wished to say myself about Australia Day. You can find Sam at fftradio.wordpress.com. Thank you so very much to both Francis and Sam for providing actual substance to this episode. I hope that soon, both Australian and New Zealand ads will grow up over ads, making jokes about greenies has gotten quite old. It is funny to think about, though, if we make up just 1% of any given country and yet are so feared that we have to be held back by the man for fear of destroying national traditions as being un-Australian, Imagine if we dared to break 1.1%. I guess as more vegans arise from veganism being actually promoted, that the stereotypes will die out, and our friend Sam Kikovich 
will be shown up as an overweight retired sports player. I'm sure that once there are enough vegans in Australia that tofu companies will be able to buy him out, or better yet, perhaps with vegan education he'll change his beliefs. Just like New Zealander Mike King jumped ship from promoting New Zealand pork to campaigning for, um, welfare reform, bigger cages, only eating the good happy meat kind of pork, something like that. On second thought, maybe we can't rely on large companies or groups to promote veganism, and we should each do what we can to help spread veganism creatively and non-violently ourselves. Thank you for listening to Coexisting with Non-Human Animals. You can find the script for this episode, as well as downloads for every episode of Coexisting with Non-Human Animals at coexistingwithnonhumananimals.blogspot.com. If you'd like to contact me, even just to say you've listened, send an email to jwontdart at gmail.com or on Twitter, twitter.com slash j-a-y-w-o-n-t-d-a-r-t. I'd appreciate it. Thank you for listening. Away from the notion of animals as things and toward the moral personhood of animals. The choice is ours. If you're not vegan, go vegan. It's easy. It's better for you. It's certainly better for the planet. And most importantly, it's the morally right thing to do.